Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to another episode of In Bloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan if you're new here and this week I'm going to be sharing tips for recharging after your 9 to 5 and really just sharing some overall pretty low effort ways to make the most of your evenings, especially for somebody with a busy schedule. Ultimately, the goal here is to just share ways to make your own life easier after your day job, whether it's a nine to five or maybe you work nights and you know you have your own night routine, you can still integrate these tips in some way. But the overall goal of this episode is just to share some ways that I have made my own life easier by integrating these habits into my evenings, especially when I am in busy seasons of life where I'm trying to really make the most of my time so that I can still enjoy free time a little bit because I know that we all know when we're busy, our free time tends to just dwindle down and I think the best way to go about that conflict is to really put some habits in place that really streamline and make your life easier so that you can keep at least a little bit of free time in your busy schedule because it's really easy to just kind of use the same habits that you use during your, you know, regular seasons of life that aren't as busy. You can very easily just use those same habits and, you know, just not do anything about them when you get into a busy season of life. Or you can adjust your habits in a way that you know you're stacking things differently or you're just doing things a little bit differently so that you can really free up some time in your schedule just so you're not you know so overwhelmed with your busy schedule but ultimately all of these things are things that not only make my life easier but they really just help me unplug and recharge after my nine to five job but before we get into it i'm going to share the quote for this week's episode And it says, dear me, consistency is a love language. Remember that. Love me. And I think this is just like a cute quote and a good reminder that, you know, when you're trying to implement a new habit into your routine or jumpstart a new routine, start working out more often or start meal planning, whatever it may be. We all have those habits that we like really struggle with being consistent with, especially in the beginning. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, being consistent with yourself and to yourself is a love language. And, you know, you're kind of not showing your, I don't want to say you're not showing yourself love if you're not being consistent, because that's obviously not necessarily true across the board. But in a way, you know, if you have something that you really truly want and are really truly going after and you're choosing, you know, not to be consistent with it, in a way you're kind of, you know, neglecting yourself of that love that you could be showing yourself through consistency and you I just think you can find so much self-love through consistency too and you respect yourself more too and obviously you're more disciplined when you're consistent with things but I just thought it was a good reminder um, especially as we kind of get into the season of making new goals and habits for a new year and my goal this week is very very chill and lighthearted because I have so much going on just we're really in the last three weeks of wedding planning I get married three weeks from today which is literally insane like the days are just going by so fast and there's so much left to do but with all of that going on, I am trying to also soak up the holiday season as y'all know. I know I've talked about like really struggling with 
being present during this holiday season with, you know, also getting married during the holiday season. Um, so I get married on New Year's Eve and I really am trying not to just like let the Christmas season slip me by because it truly is my favorite time of year. And I, that's why my goal this week is to go look at Christmas lights in a neighborhood. There's like several very good neighborhoods to like go look at Christmas lights in, in Houston, probably more than several, honestly, but I think we're planning on just driving around in River Oaks and like getting a hot chocolate from somewhere and taking our dog Ella in the car with us and going and looking at them one evening while listening to Christmas music. It's a tradition that I used to do with like my family when I was little usually on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, we would go, you know, look at lights in the car for a little bit. And my mom actually said when I was little, there was one night around Christmas, it would have been when I was, you know, like I think five maybe or three. No, I think I was even younger than that. I was probably three um, or four. I don't know. But I remember her telling me that there was a time when I like, I don't remember if she said I like just wouldn't go to sleep or if I was very upset and like pitching a fit. I don't remember which one it was, but either way she was having to deal with little annoying me and she ended up just being like you know what I'm just sticking her in the car and we're gonna just go drive around and look at Christmas lights because I guess it was around Christmas time and it just like shut me up and I'm like yep that captures my essence very well I'm you know very easily pleased with the little things and the small beauties of life and that can really just shut me up in terms of pitching a fit or as a child or as an adult just you know really calm me down if I'm in very high stress situations. I can just go look at Christmas lights and honestly, I'm going to be fine. So I really want to do that this week, especially as just like a good break in the busyness of wedding planning and everything. I think it'll be good to like take that time to be intentional and really do something that I want to do that will, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just something that makes me feel like appreciative. It makes me appreciative of, having you know someone to do it with and then also just appreciative of like having a car to even like go look at lights in and um because you know it's it's a luxury so it's like I it's it's just a very special tradition too to me so I'm just like I always want to carry it on and I want to do it and it's something that really just slows me down and makes me be more present so of course I want to do that but my gratitude for this week I am thankful that my workload should hopefully be lighter and slowing down this week. I'm like busier this time of year at my corporate job than I am supposed to be and I should be. But the good news is that only lasted, you know, like two or three weeks of the November and December months, even though really shouldn't have even been as busy as I was. But I'm very thankful that a lot of it should be wrapping up this week and it should be slowing down as we get closer to the holidays. So I'm looking forward to everything just being a lot more chill, um, hopefully after this week. And that's what I'm really thankful for. And let's go ahead and get into this week's topic. And I have nine different things, which is annoying. Sometimes I only like come up with nine and I'm like, I need a 10th one just so I can say 10 things in the episode title. But I'm like, I'm not going to just like come up with something just for the sake of being able to say 10 things. You know what I mean? I just want it to remain as genuine as possible. So I, I sat down and I was able to like really hash this episode out pretty quickly because I was, it's truly a reflection of what I do. So I literally was like, okay, what do I do during the week that I find makes my life easier? And I was able to, you know, just like rapid fire, put these down in my notion when I was planning the episode, because these are things that I truly do. If they weren't things that I truly did, it would have taken me forever to plan this episode because I would have had to, you know, come up with things. But these are truly things that I try to do 
almost every day, if not daily. So, or weekly, it depends on the type of thing it is. Cause some of these things only need to be done, you know, once a week. But the very first thing is to have an activity that you do right after work that serves as a point of separation or transition away from work and into the remainder of your evening. And this is something that you, you really want it to be something enjoyable and maybe mildly productive. Ultimately, it just depends on the person and the season of life you're in. Say you're extremely busy and you have a lot going on. I would say maybe lean towards something less productive and more so enjoyable to do right after work that separates your workday from your evening. And maybe you're in a slower season of life and you just maybe set some goals or you're just feeling really inspired to go after things, maybe do something a little bit more mildly productive in that as that transition. So for me personally, right now, y'all know I'm in a busy season of life. So what this looks like for me is going on a long walk with my dog. And it's great because I get a little bit of exercise, my dog gets some exercise. And I, I know right now it's the hardest thing about this is the time that it gets dark, right? Because for me, it gets dark at like 5.30 right now. And it's a little difficult because honestly, most days I am getting off of work at 5.30, at least in this time of year. In November and December, that's not true most of the other months of the year. But this time of year, it's between 5 and 5.30 that I'm like logging off for the day. And since that's when it's also getting dark, I like to walk my dog when it's light out still. Even if it's like dusk, I can, I can do dusk, but I don't like to do it when it's like super dark out just because... I, I don't know. I just like it being light. So I, I don't feel like uncomfortable per se walking at dark in my neighborhood, but I still just prefer, especially because when it's colder, having a little bit of sun helps, you know? So anyways, I really have been enjoying doing this and this is what I've been doing. I'd say for like the last two months is once it's, once I'm off work for the day, the first thing I do, I don't even go sit on the couch or anything because I know that I'm not going to get back up if I do that. So I like to like immediately put my shoes on and take my dog on a walk for like 20 minutes, sometimes 30, sometimes 15, just depends on the day and how much time I have. But I, when it wasn't getting dark at 530, I would still do this, but it was really nice because it was like I could walk her and then come inside and make dinner and everything. And I liked being able to do all that kind of before it was dark because making dinner when it's already dark outside I don't know why it just like throws me off um because I almost like I feel like I cook dinner a lot later than usual when it gets dark earlier because I feel like I don't know what it is but it's just a trend I've noticed for myself so anyways but because I'm in a busy season of life I like doing something more enjoyable but the whole purpose of it is that it really forces my mind to make that transition from okay we're working to okay we're not working because when I kind of just like especially when you're working from home I think that this tip this tip is most important I'd say for people working from home but even if you don't work from home it's still very important because it does set the tone and set the mood for the rest of your evening you know the first thing you do when you're done with work and or once you get home from work that is going to set the tone for your evening. So I like going on a walk because it really just helps me to decompress, especially after I've been staring at a screen. There've been several days over the last few weeks where I've been like really, really deep in the nitty gritty of reviewing things in Excel and my eyes, I feel like I'm cross-eyed at the end of the day and my eyes hurt really bad. So getting outside and like not being so close to like a screen and a wall is so good for me because it really like shuts my brain off for the evening and makes that transition from 
working to not working a lot more smooth. And really, this is just such a good thing to do for your mental health to have something that really separates your workday from your evening so that you can make the most of your evening and enjoy your evening. And the second thing is basically if you don't meal prep, at least plan your dinners for the week ahead of time. So you don't have to waste time thinking about what you'll cook and running to the grocery store multiple times during the week. I know that I'm somebody who does believe, you know, sometimes it is easier to just run to the grocery store multiple times a week instead of making one trip a week so that you're not having to, you know, do a whole on inventory and everything when you do your one grocery trip. But if you think about it, which I've talked about this before in other episodes, if you're like making extra trips, extra errand runs during the week, it's so much better if you just do it all in one outing to the best of your ability. I know sometimes you can't really do that with errands, especially if there's appointments and stuff involved. But if you have to like run by the post office, run to the grocery store, drop off a return, you know, whatever it may be, try and like do all those things in one trip because think of how much time you're wasting each day that you're getting back in your car to go run errands especially when it's around rush hour like after work like I know for me I hardly ever 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 go anywhere in the evenings during the week because it is just hell on earth because the traffic is so bad everywhere so it's like I am avoiding getting on the road to the best of my ability. So like, I don't want to be running out to the grocery store to get things for dinner and then by the time I get home it's gonna be like 6 30 by the time I'm finished eating and cleaning up the kitchen after dinner and everything it's gonna be like almost eight o'clock probably and then it's time to basically get ready for bed so I don't like that (laughs) you know like I like everything's already be ready in the fridge know what I'm making all that good stuff and I actually literally just ordered today on Amazon because I saw they were on like really good sale those acrylic boards that go that are magnetic and go on the fridge I did one that has like a month view because I think it'll just be really helpful for my fiance and I as a couple to just keep track of like what each other has going on like any weddings we're going to like I really want to be able to put you know okay like if we need the RCP for a wedding like put that on the calendar the RSVP date so I don't like miss that and then I also I got like a blank one that comes with it and on the blank one I'm gonna put more of like a cleaning and meal schedule so I usually just put this in my like notes or my notion but I like having it on the fridge too just so I don't have to like pull my phone out all the time to like look at things and so my fiance just like knows from looking at the fridge like okay this is what we're gonna do for dinner tonight um so just makes things easier but I did just get that and I'm really excited for it (laughs) but ultimately I don't we meal prep our lunches for the week most of the time um for like three or four days out of the work week for both of us but we don't meal prep our dinners you know like I'm good with just meal prepping one meal a week because any more than that too much work in my opinion and I do think though, if you at least bare minimum plan the meals you're going to make for the week ahead of time, it will save you so much time, so much energy, so much conflict, so much hassle because you can be like, okay, this is what we bought at the store this weekend for this week. We have the ingredients for these four different meals. So, and you don't have to say on Monday, I'm going to eat this meal. Tuesday, I'm going to eat this meal. And I mean, maybe you need to do that if some of the ingredients need to be used more quickly than others. Like I know when we buy fresh guacamole from the store, we need to use that, you know, sooner in the week rather than later because it'll go bad a lot quicker than other ingredients. So in that case, we would be eating the meal that has that in it earlier in the week. But I like this because it's 
it's it, one, it helps you save money because you're not like, okay, I don't have anything to cook or I didn't get anything to cook. I need to go pick something up and out, eat out. So it saves you money because you don't eat out as much and it saves you money because you're not making a ton of random trips to the store. So you're saving the gas money from that. And you're also saving the money that you probably spend each time you go in the store on random things you don't really need, but you just bought because you went into the store. You know what I mean? And it saves you so much time because you're not having to make a bunch of different trips to the store. So if you just get it all in one run and plan the meals you're going to make, which I started doing this when I was in college. Like as soon as I had a full kitchen to myself when I was living alone, like, or I had a roommate, but when I was, you know, out of my parents' house, this is literally how I've been living my life with cooking. And <laughs> like literally ever since I was what, 18 or no, I would have been 19, I guess. So ever since I was 19, this is how I've been, you know, doing the whole meal planning and cooking thing. So it's just truly so helpful. And I love that, you know, if I'm not in the mood to have a soup on Monday, I can cook one of the other dinners. It's not like it's a super strict, I have to eat this on Monday, I have to eat this on Tuesday because let's be honest, we all lose our appetite sometimes. I know when I'm really stressed, I lose my appetite. I know when it's my time of the month, my appetite, like literally, I don't know what happens, but some foods that I absolutely love will gross me out so badly when it's my time of the month and I have like really random cravings. So I just need to satisfy those, you know what I mean? And I don't know, I just really think it's super helpful. And it also just eliminates the back and forth with your, if you live with somebody else, if you cook with your roommate, or you cook with your significant other. And it's, you know, you there's always that constant, like, what do you want for dinner? But it's like, if you have the stuff already there, you can, you know what you're making, you're not having to like, it, it takes so much more mental energy than we realize to take inventory of our kitchen, like multiple times during the week, if you can just do it all in one day get the groceries you need. You don't even have to think about it more than that one time. And then the only decision you have to make the rest of the week is, okay, what, which one are we going to make this week out of what we have prepared for? And honestly, I think so much of like really the, the essence of recharging and unplugging, there's so much power in eliminating as many decisions that needs to be made as possible in your day. You know what I mean? Because making decisions is just, it takes a lot of headspace and it takes a lot of mental energy. And I think we don't think it does, but cumulatively speaking, if you think of the mental gymnastics of trying to figure out what you're going to cook, if you're doing that every night, five nights a week, that that's that's mentally exhausting. Like I know that might not, that might sound a little ridiculous to claim that that's mentally exhausting, but I think it's mentally exhausting. At the end of a long work day, I don't want to think. Like, I just want to, you know, float through space. I don't want to think at all. Like, I don't want to use my brain. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just because I have, like, a very analytical and, like, you know, my brain's working during the day. You know what I mean? So maybe that's why I just want to totally unplug. But maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you have, like, a lower stimulating kind of job and it's, like, a very, you know, physically exhausting and you like the mental stimulation of making the decisions you know these are just my suggestions personally but you don't have to you can take them with a grain of salt but they're just the things that have helped me and I will say if it's within your budget I highly recommend checking out a meal kit service you don't need to do it for like every single day of the week unless you have the money to do so like go for it but I we do meal service like or meal deliveries like three nights a week and we have been doing that for like two years and we used HelloFresh for a while, but I was recently introduced to Blue Apron through like working with them on YouTube. And I, we like prefer their meals, I'd say for the most part, because I don't know what it is, but we've just like, all the meals we've had from them have just been a lot 
better. Not that HelloFreshes are bad. I love HelloFresh too, but I just, we've, my fiance and I both agree. Like we're like, okay, we've in, thoroughly enjoyed the Blue Apron meal significantly, significantly more than we've enjoyed our HelloFresh meals. And maybe it's because we used HelloFresh for a while, but I don't know. I just, I really like the options Blue Apron has. I like the way they package everything a lot more. Um, and I don't know, it just works better for us. And I, I've really enjoyed all the recipes that we've had. And I feel like the portions are like actually a little bit better, meaning that there's like maybe a little bit more food with Blue Apron than there is with HelloFresh, at least in my experience so far. But I highly recommend it. We do it three nights a week and I will do that as long as it like makes sense for us, like money wise and timing wise. Like I just did it because I knew with work that I didn't want to have to deal with planning, you know, five to six dinners a week because we really only try to eat out once or twice a week. And with that being said, you know, we need to plan five dinners for the week. And that was just like a lot for me mentally. So now it's like perfect because I know we're going to have the meal, meal kit three days a week. And then I know the other two days, two to three days a week, I can plan two to three meals a week. Like that's no big deal. Um, so it definitely, definitely helps a lot. But like I said, if it's, you know, within means do it because it's one of those things that can make your life easier. But if it's not within means, don't take this as me telling you it's something you need to spend your money on because that's not really what I'm saying. I'm just saying like it helps a lot if it is within your budget. So definitely recommend trying that out. And the next thing is to just unplug, totally unplug. And what I mean by this is having a set time every evening that serves as a cutoff for social media specifically. So when I'm saying unplugging, I'm talking about social media. But that way you can cut out all the time that we accidentally suck out of our days in the evening from doom scrolling. Because I feel like a lot of times I will, especially if it's like raining or something and I can't go on my walk with my dog, I will kind of just go straight to the couch and I'll just like open up my phone and get on social media. And next thing I know, like an hour, an hour and a half has gone by. I've like lost that hour or hour and a half of my evening, which is valuable time because we do not have that much time in the evenings, especially if you're going to bed early. Like I'm usually in bed by 9 30 so if you think about me getting off at 5 30 wasting an hour and a half of my evening boom it's seven o'clock I haven't even ate dinner or cleaned up from dinner yet and I need to be in bed in like two hours or getting ready for bed in two hours so it's just like that leaves me you know 30 minutes to an hour of free time outside of the hour and a half of free time that I wasted on my phone and it just like physically makes me cringe to think of how much time I waste on my phone in the evening sometimes. So I think that the best way to sort of work with this is to set a time for you to, you know, stop getting on social media at the end of the day. And I think it's beneficial one, you know, like obviously you can break your own rules and everything, but I just, I feel like nothing really happens on social media anyways after like 7, 8 p.m., unless you're on TikTok, because on TikTok, you know, they'll just keep feeding you content, which is like why it's so bad. But you know, Instagram and gosh, what other social media is there? I don't, I don't feel like I don't get on anything besides Instagram and TikTok these days, but you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's not much being posted after a certain time. So I just think that it's helpful to say, okay, after, you know, 7 p.m. or after 6 p.m., I'm not going to get on social media because I need to use the rest of this time to do whatever I want to do or need to do for the evening. And there's truly plenty of data. I'm not going to stay here and like recite all of it because I'm sure we all know it to some extent, but there's plenty of data out there that tells us how harmful it is to have, you know, the blue light in our eyes 
before bed and everything because it just really impacts our sleep a lot. So I do think that, you know, as much as you can limit the phone and TV and computer exposure altogether, the better. But I do know that that's not necessarily doable and feasible. And, you know, some of us like to unplug by watching a TV show or movie. And if that's the case, go for it. But social media, there's, we have no reason to be on social media after like 6 or 7 p.m. You know what I mean? Um, I'm trying, this is one that I don't, I'm not very good about doing. And it, But it's one that I notice a big difference when I do it. I feel like I do have more time in my evenings because I'm not, you know, picking up my phone and scrolling every 30 minutes or whatever. So I, this is one that I'm like really aiming to be a lot better about in 2024, especially like one of my goals is to, you know, really have social media like windows each day where it's like, okay, I'll get on for, I'll give myself 45 minutes in the morning or 30 minutes in the morning or 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening. And that's it. And then you cut yourself off or something like that. I don't even think I need that long. You know what I mean? But that's kind of one of my goals. And the next thing is to prepare what you can for the next day. So gym clothes, if you go to the gym or workout classes, I hate when I forget to lay out my gym clothes the night before. Um, my fiance is really good about doing this. He gets up at 420 every morning and goes to the gym with one of his friends and he always sets out his workout outfit the night before and I'm like I need to do that especially because sometimes he'll he won't be able to fall asleep or something so then he'll sleep in and he won't go in the morning and then he'll go in the evening instead but then I feel bad because I didn't get my workout clothes out and he's actually still asleep and I'm like waking him up trying to like find my clothes in the dark you know what I mean so it's just so much better for me if I go ahead and get them out and also I'm 10 times more likely to like get up right when my alarm goes off when I know that my clothes are like already laid out. I don't know the science behind it, but knowing the clothes are already laid out for me and ready to go, I'm like so much more likely to just actually get up when my alarm goes off instead of, you know, pushing it to the last freaking minute to that I can to get out of bed. And maybe it's a work bag, you go in office or you go to a job site or whatever and you pack a work bag every day pack it to the extent you can the night before. So maybe go ahead and put your snacks in your work bag, your notebook that you need, your computer, your mouse, like whatever it is, go ahead and pack your bag and your work outfit. Same thing goes for gym clothes for your work outfit. I, the days I go in office, if I don't pick the work outfit the night before, there is a 99% chance that I'm going to be spending probably like 30 to 45 minutes of my morning trying to just figure my outfit out, which is so annoying because I'm wasting so much time in the mornings by doing that. If I just did it the night before. I could buy myself some extra sleep in the morning or enjoy a slower morning and not one so chaotic because I'm like running late and like trying to get out the door after trying to pick an outfit for forever. So even filling up your water bottle if you can. Um, I know I like to do this a lot, especially since I do morning workouts. I really like to fill up my water bottle the night before so I don't have to take the time to do it the next morning because it just makes my life easier and I'm able to, you know, just kind of like run out the door a lot more easily then, you know, okay, oh, I gotta figure out my workout outfit and then I've got to fill up my water bottle because all those things, you know, take time. And I feel like I just try to wake up at the last possible minute for my morning workout classes. And even packing your lunch is something you can do the night before or pack what you can of it. I know, I remember growing up, like my mom packed our lunches for a period of time, but I don't remember when it was, but there got a point where I was like, okay, you guys are going to pack your own lunches. And I remember like she would just say, you know, pack what you can the night before. So the morning of, you know, you're not panicking and trying to get things together. And so a lot of times that looks like, you know, 
I would get the lunchbox out. And if there was anything that was in the fridge, I would go ahead and put those fridge things inside of my lunchbox and then leave the lunchbox in the fridge. And then I would like set out the pantry related items or whatever it may be, or if something needed to be made, like if I was making a sandwich the next morning and I didn't want it to like sit overnight, then I would do that part the next day. But to the extent you can packing it, or maybe you have leftovers from dinner, go ahead and pack up those leftovers into your lunchbox. So you can just grab it and go the next morning. It seriously makes your life so much easier the next day. And I think that doing these things is so helpful because it just gets rid of a lot of mental clutter. Because I think that as humans, we tend to keep, you know, or at least I feel like this, maybe this is more of, I don't want to stereotype, but I feel like this is something that women tend to do more often. Having the running list of to-dos in their head all the time, not saying it doesn't happen for men, but I do feel like it's a lot more common in women, I guess you could say, or at least in my experience of talking to people, that's what I gather. Cause I know my fiance's brain is not like this. Like he's told me like, okay, you know, I can shut my brain off when I want to. And I'm like, well, that's wonderful. I I'm so happy for you because I don't know what that's like. Um, but I really think that we often will have that running list of to do's in our head and it, it takes up so much energy and mental space to constantly be having those things reciting and just recycling through your head. And I know I'll think of it and it will keep popping up in a cycle like every however many minutes until I do it. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of times what will happen is when I lay my head down on my pillow at night to go to sleep, all of those things, the to-dos, they just keep repeating until I fall asleep. And that's just like not a good way to be falling asleep because my brain is just way too active right before bed. You know what I mean? But it helps me so much to really shut my brain off and, you know, really just disconnect and recharge if I take care of a lot of those little to-dos that are running through my head. You know, if I don't do any of those things, the what my head sounds like the night before is, okay, what am I going to wear to work tomorrow? And I'm like visualizing outfits in my head, trying to pick them out. And then it's like, okay, what am I going to bring the lunch or bring for lunch tomorrow to work? And do I have my work bag packed? Is there anything I need to remember to put in my work bag? Oh yeah, there's that one notebook that I left on the kitchen counter. I really need to put that in my bag. And I'm like literally sitting there saying all this to myself. And that just, it's just not a good way to live because it's just exhausting at the end of the day to always be having those to-dos running through your head. So to the extent that you can take care of those things, like in the instance of everything I just talked about, I can go grab that notebook off the counter and put it in my bag now. And then boom, that's going to be cleared from my head. You know what I mean? Like clear your head as much as you can of those to-dos and it will seriously just help you feel so much more relaxed and recharged and disconnected in your evening and at the end of the day. And it will seriously help so much, I promise. And then going off of that, revisiting your to-do list at the end of the day. This is the fifth thing. I think this is so important to do for work and for your life. I know we all have our own like little to-do list for our life. Maybe you have like an appointment you need to go to or you need to schedule an appointment. You need to go donate some things. You need to send an email to somebody, whatever it is. That's your personal to-do list. And then for work, you maybe have like two open items that you need to finish by Friday and you have like several emails you need to send, whatever it may be. You need to revisit your to-do list at the end of the workday before you log off so that you're not having all those to-dos running through your head before you go to sleep. This was always really hard for me when it's like busy season because what will happen is I will work all day, I'll get off for dinner, and then I'll get back online. 
and maybe I'm online until 10 p.m., maybe I'm online until 1 a.m., maybe I'm online until 9 p.m., whatever the case may be. However, I'm so bad about revisiting my to-do list at the end of the day when I'm working really late because I just want to log off and go roll in bed. You know what I mean? And Because that's the thing. I'm trying to get as much freaking sleep as I can since I'm having to work so many hours. So with that being said, I am really bad about doing this, but it helps so much to revisit your to-do list at the end of your work day. So I did notice this past year, what I tried to do is before I would get off for dinner, I would revisit my to-do list. And then anything I worked on later that evening, I would just, you know, reconcile the next morning. Okay, what did I end up getting done yesterday evening after, you know, when I got off for work? And then I'm able to kind of see where I'm at a lot better. And it always helped me to fall asleep more easily. So if I at least had a tab on what I did during the day, because I can remember what I did that night the next morning, but... Typically the next morning, I can't remember what I did the entire day. I only remember what I did late at night. So that was always really difficult for me. But ultimately, anything that is untended to during the day that you had intentions of doing at the beginning of the day will more than likely haunt your brain when your head hits the pillow and keep you up longer. And you're really just going to be making yourself feel more mentally exhausted and drained. So before you log off of work, check your to-dos, cross off anything that you got done, add anything that you need to do for the next day or that you didn't get done today so that your brain won't be trying to keep tabs on the things that you fail to keep tabs on yourself, basically. And same thing for your personal to-do list at the end of the day. You know, is there... Is there something you need to do on the computer or do you need to like run an errand the next day and just really limit the amount of mental clutter that you can Um, and revisiting your to-do list at the end of the day is one of the best ways to like really eliminate a lot of that clutter. The sixth thing is to try to integrate social time. This is not something that needs to be daily. This is one of those things that I mentioned at the beginning that's more of a weekly type of item. But I think that this really does help with just truly recharging because even though I know we all have different social batteries, I know some of us are extroverts, some of of us are introverts. I am an introvert and I say all the time that I could go all day without speaking to anybody and be completely content. And that is true, but I don't think that is true on a cumulative basis. I don't think that I could do that for five plus days straight and be okay I think I would start going a little nuts you know what I mean like I would be like okay I think I need to talk to somebody because I'm getting a little because I I would just be too much time with myself in my head you know what I mean so I am an introvert but you know too much of a good thing can be a bad thing and you may feel that way as an extrovert you may be like I need to talk to somebody every day but after five days of being social I do need to kind of like retreat and just have some alone time so it goes both ways and it can work either way but like I said this integrating social time isn't something that has to be daily and it's also not something that needs to be super time consuming I'm not talking about you know making these extravagant plans to go out to like a nice dinner with a friend no it doesn't have to be like that it can be with your significant other if you have one it could be with a friend it could be with family member whatever and it doesn't have to be in person you could literally just be facetiming this person or setting aside time to text one of your friends and check in on them and how they're doing. But I think some amount of social time is good, especially if you can integrate at least one social thing a week, like that is in person. I think that it will, you know, fill your cup a little bit better. Even if you're somebody that is like me and says, you know, oh, I don't need to like see anybody or talk to anybody for days on end and I'm totally fine. Because at the end of the day, you know, that social interaction, it is good for us. It's good for us. And 
I think that it can help a lot with disconnecting and recharging and ultimately just having that sense of community is really good for our mental health. So it can be really good for recharging in terms of it, taking care of your mental health. But like I said, totally doesn't have to be daily. It could be, you know, going, you can literally like, if you live close to a friend, you can go on a coffee run with them in the morning before work. And it's like, both of you may have to, you know, get on at different times, but you can like be intentional and be like, Hey, let's go grab coffee together. And maybe you have to drive there together. Maybe you walk there together, whatever the case may be. But that is like a 30, 45 minute excursion that doesn't like, it's something that you would, if you already drink coffee and you go get coffee out during the week, it's something that you would already be doing. And you're just like integrating some social time into it to take better care of your mental health. You know what I mean? So the seventh thing is to close the kitchen, which I don't know if y'all have heard this term before, probably on social media, um, or if you have, but closing the kitchen basically just means like at the end of the night, after you've cooked dinner, clean up the dinner mess, do the dishes, get all the dishes loaded into the dishwasher, run the dishwasher and just like close the kitchen. So kind of like if you were like working a kitchen at a restaurant and you were closing it at the end of the night, do it for your own kitchen because Nothing feels better than walking into a clean kitchen in the morning. I hate when I walk into the kitchen the next morning and it's, you know, like utter chaos. It drives me absolutely nuts. And we are really good about our routine with the dishes. Basically, my fiance unloads them when he gets home from work and then I will load them kind of as I'm cooking. And that just kind of works best because I like being able to sort of just load them as I go so that it's not like I'm nobody has to really work over a really full sink of dishes, if that makes sense. And I just, I just prefer that method personally, but that's what works best for us. And we always will run it overnight. So then the next morning, the dishes are ready to use because in the morning we typically need like our blender and, you know, maybe a specific coffee cup, whatever it may be that we use every day. So that's just what works best for us. And I really like doing that, but then also going along with that, giving yourself just like 10 minutes to tidy up. If you literally have to set a timer, do it. This is also something I'm trying to do going into 2024 is to like be way more intentional about this one because I think I do it maybe like twice a week, but I would like to do it every day to just set a timer for 10 minutes and just like do as much tidying as I can in that 10 minutes and my fiance do it with me. Like that be what we do right before we go upstairs and start getting ready for bed is setting a 10 minute timer and just picking up what we can just because it, I am just a huge believer and the way that your space is, it impacts the way you feel. And I'm somebody that gets like so overstimulated and just stressed out when there's just like a lot of clutter or things that need picked up or things are out of place. And it's weird because I'm one of those people who like contributes to that problem but then it's like, I will just hit a breaking point where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I all of this needs to be fixed right now because it's driving me nuts. And it's just funny because my fiance and I will both like contribute to the problem. And then it's like, all of a sudden I'm like, nope, can't deal with it anymore. Like we got to get rid of it now, basically. Um, because I do contribute to it. Like I'm really bad about leaving, you know, say I get like some makeup PR in the mail or something, or I ordered something online. I'm really bad about like opening it and then just like leaving it sitting on the counter for like a week. And then I'll finally take it upstairs and put it away. And I'm really, really bad about doing that. Um, Whereas my fiance, his thing is like his shoes. And we finally got one of those cool shoe cabinets that doesn't like look like a shoe cabinet. 
off of Amazon from our wedding registry and we built it the other weekend. And it's actually like really helped the problem because the issue is, is like, we don't really have, we have a under the stairs closet downstairs in our townhome, but under the stairs is like where we keep our like holiday storage and like our vacuum and like Ella's dog food and her toys, our extra like air filters and all of those things and the shape of the closet and the entry, the way you enter into it, it's not very conducive for like putting shoes in because you can't easily access them really no matter where you put them basically. Um, So we don't really have a good place for shoes downstairs, but there are shoes that like both of us wear every day and it's just easier to keep them downstairs as we're going out the door and they're also not shoes we want to be like walking around in the house a bunch in I guess but we need to keep them upstairs at the same time because our like full body mirrors upstairs so when we're like making sure shoes look good with our outfit it's a lot easier to have the shoes upstairs close to our clothes and the mirror you get the point but it actually has helped a lot because like both of us leave our workout shoes and then our like just easy slip-on shoes for walking Ella, our dog, and that kind of thing. We leave those in the shoe cabinet so that we have easy access to those because those are ones that we just like throw on and go and we're not really worried about them matching our outfit or not. You know what I mean? Because it's like our workout shoes or we're walking the dog outside. You know what I mean? But ultimately, giving yourself time to tidy up is so, so helpful for just your overall mental states or at least it is in my experience. And the next thing is something I've mentioned before, especially in like self-care related episodes, but washing the day off is literally such a good way to just really let today's struggles stay with today and, you know, start fresh going into another day. I, I really do this a lot, especially during busy season. I will, when I get in the shower, I will literally visualize like as I'm like washing my hair and washing my body, I visualize like everything I dealt with that day washing off of me and falling down the drain and I don't know why but just like imagining that and thinking of all the pain points of the day and maybe anything that went wrong you know maybe you want to reflect on it a little bit but you are leaving it in the shower like you are not getting out of the shower until you've like left it all or let it all go down the drain so that you can you know leave it with today and you're not carrying it with you into tomorrow because tomorrow's gonna have its own struggles and troubles and whatever And we're going to deal with those instead of, you know, dwelling on what happened today. And I really always, this, this just always helped me during busy season. Cause a lot of times I would just get like so bogged down and exhausted. And I would just be like, I don't know how I'm going to do this again tomorrow, especially when it's like, you know, you're working multiple, like 10 plus hour days back to back. And you're like, okay, I don't know if I can do this again. And I would just literally get in the shower and I would just be like, okay, everything we did today, like you know, we got all this done and, you know, maybe something took me longer than I wanted it to, or something really stressed me out. I just visualized myself washing it off and letting it go down the drain and carrying on into the next day with like a clean slate. And it just helped so much for my mental health and really recharging and de-stressing overall. And the very last thing is to have a nighttime beverage. And this can be anything you want. Um, it's doesn't sound like what it, I, I feel like when I said that it probably sounded like alcohol but no I'm not having a nightcap every night um <laughs> I do like to have a nice margarita on a Friday evening don't get me wrong but during the work week I love having a little beverage in the evening I will say like because I have like an Olipop or a poppy like every single day which are like probiotic sodas but I typically have them at lunchtime I want so badly to transition to having them 
in the evening, like right after dinner or with dinner. That's what like my fiance does. And I think that that's just so much more preferable because it kind of like is a nightcap in a way without alcohol. Like you're just kind of ending off the day with a fun drink. Whereas when I have mine at lunch, I'm like, oh, I don't want to drink another one. Not that I could drink another one. It's not like you can't drink two in a day, but it's expensive to drink two a day, obviously. So I'm like, okay, I can't really do that. So I either want to like drink half at lunch and then save the other half for the evening with dinner or something. But a lot of times my nighttime beverage is literally just lemon water. Like I'll make, or a lemon lime water. I like lemon lime water a lot too. I will, you know, make an ice glass of water and just put a bunch of lemon and lime juice in it. And it's just really refreshing. I just think having something different at the end of your day is just, I don't know, it's fun. It just gives you something to look forward to. And I think that that's really what it's all about. You know, really eliminating as many decision-making moments helps a lot with your mental health and the stress and just unplugging and recharging it for from your workday. But also adding as many things that are just, you know, mood boosters and they're just like small joys. Integrating as many of those things into your evening as you can is going to make you feel better at the end of the day. So whether it's a poppy or a Topo Chico, I also love Topo Chico's. I there was like a shortage for a while. I remember in like, I think it was 2021 and I like could not get a Topo Chico anywhere and it was driving me nuts because I went through a phase where before I was like really into Olipops and Poppies, Topo Chico was my thing. And I was like, I have to have a Topo Chico with lime every single day. And it was just my fixation. And, you know, I, I could be fixated on worse things, I guess you could say, but um, I would have one and I remember it just like drove me crazy when there was a shortage of them. So, but now my like fixation is truly like a poppy or an olipop and I typically have them around lunchtime or in the mid afternoon. And you know what, maybe, maybe it's not a nighttime drink that you have. Maybe you need a mid afternoon pick me up because that afternoon slump hits really freaking hard. And I, I feel it like 2 to 4 PM worst time of the day, absolutely the worst time of the day. And I love having a little olipop or poppy and it's, probably definitely definitely a placebo effect but I swear on my life when I have one I'm like recharged and I like can get through the evening not saying it wakes me up because there's I don't think there's any caffeine in them but it really does just kind of help me power through the day and I think it's just because it's like a little mood booster so by golly if I'm having to spend you know two dollars and forty cents a day on these stupid drinks because they give me the strength I need to make it through my day then I'm going to spend that $2.40 and nobody can tell me to stop. So <laughs> that's just kind of how I am. But um, I also, like I said, I love Topo Chico's too are a great option. But then, you know, obviously there's way more cost effective things you can do for drinks. You can, you know, make tea. Tea's super great. I love having tea in the wintertime in the evening, especially to help me unwind like before bed, like while I'm reading or something. And I pretty much only drink tea. I feel like from December to like February because that's really the only time that it appeals to me but December to February I honestly drink tea probably like two to four times a week I would say on average um which I haven't had any this year yet but it's because I feel like it hasn't been as cold this year so far or it was for like two days and then it got warm again and now it's cold again so hopefully the cold stays this time and I can drink some more tea speaking of which I think I want to have some tonight that sounds really good but having any kind of little nighttime beverage like I said even if it's just like a liquid IV or a water with lemon I just think that having spicing up your normal drink can just be one of those things that like you look forward to and integrating as many of those little things that you look forward to overall is just going to be a mood booster to your day and help you 
recharge and just feel better after work you know what I mean and going into your next day but those are all the things I have for you all I hope you all enjoyed this episode and these are just I would say like in the last I mean honestly just the two years that I've been working but I'd say especially in the last year I have been integrating all of these things in some way shape or form whether it's daily weekly or every now and then I try to really rely on them just to help me recharge unplug from my job and really make the most of my evenings as much as I can because you know our time is precious when we're working eight hours a day but that is everything I have for you all for this week but be sure to leave a review it definitely helps out the show a lot and follow in bloom podcast on instagram it's just at in bloom podcast and follow me on instagram as well if you want to keep up with other content it's always in the show notes and I hope you all have a wonderful day when you're listening to this and I will talk to you all next Monday